0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron Podcast. My name is Cody Stanley, and I'm here with my co-host, Shane Wynn. and this is a podcast all about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the Rubber City. So today, we have a very special podcast. We're super excited to be here uh, with Andy Troutman, and we're at the winery at Wolf Creek, which is where I work uh, part-time, and Andy owns the winery, right? I do. Right. So Andy is here to talk to us all about the fun history and uh, exciting things that are going on here and could be... Uh, actually happening right now, we have Yappy Hours going on, which I forgot about. So I'm super excited. The puppies are all out.
1: You'll hear it in the background. We yeah, have background sure. music
0: whenever we go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andy's here to talk about. Uh, maybe we can start with a little bit of history, of Wolf yep. Creek, right? And how maybe how you started here.
2: Oh boy, well it's a long and uh, interesting path. Um, so the winery was started by uh, Melvin and Andy Weinberg uh, back in the late '70s, early '80s. They started planting vineyard out here on the property, and it. It was a piece of property that Melvin Weinberg um, had purchased for his family and moved basically out of Akron. He was a chemist at Quaker Oats in downtown, um, was eventually the vice president of Quaker Oats, and he always told me they bought this farm out here because he could see Quaker Oats downtown on the horizon, and he oh, wow. told me if it ever caught on fire, he would know he didn't have to go to work that day. <laughs> but uh, so they, they bought 35 acres out here in Copley, which was then a sleepy, wasn't even a suburb. It was the country uh, back in the early 50s. And they had always been maintaining this property. And uh, in the late 70s, they said, okay, we're getting older. What's something we can do here? So our sons can maybe come help us out, maybe mow the yard, maybe grow something. Uh, and they thought about growing hops, and they thought about growing grapes. And uh, the one, one son, Andy Weinberg, said, well, let's start a winery. And uh, so he went and worked for uh, Tony Dubivik, De Pinchala Debonay, up in Madison for a few years. and. They were planting vineyard here in sort of the lower field uh when you have to see the view out here that was originally the, the original vineyard um and then uh, you know over the years we've learned that that wasn't a very good place to grow grapes down there uh, it was much better yeah, to grow yeah, it up the on learn. the hillside with and, the and up on top of the hill <laughs> but uh so they they started having harvests early 80s um, they got a permit they built the original winery um 1983-1984 it was permitted in 84 i believe um, and then they started opening or they started selling wine in the summer of 85. So, you know, it's been what, 32 years or so. And this is the original building, right? Like it was, so just, it's been renovated. This, this building that we're standing in now was built, uh, probably about 1987, 1988, somewhere in there. Um, the original cellar is the lower cellar where the tanks are still kept and where Kerry, our winemaker's office. That was the original tasting room. So you oh. had to walk down through the woods around to the back. Knock on the back door to buy a bottle of wine for the first. couple oh, of wow! Years until, they, until they built this space.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should recreate that at some point. That yeah. kind of sounds fun. It's like a speakeasy there's sort a, of feel. There's feeling. a lot yeah. of poison ivy down there. Too, oh, so. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so things have changed yeah. a little bit over the years. So was that kind of a blind leap of faith to say, well, we're going to grow like vineyard grapes here? Is it? I mean, can you sort of depend on being able to do that, or is it? I I,
2: I think it was a risk that they. Mm-hmm you know, at the time it, it looked at being, it was very risky because back then the permitting process was very difficult and there was mm-hmm. a lot of sort of hurdles just legislatively and legally you had to sort of jump through. Um, when this opened there were probably only maybe 24, 25 wineries in the state. So, right. and now there's almost 300, I mean it's like 270 wow. some wineries wow, in the state. Mm-hmm. So the, the, that process has become a lot easier, it's become less expensive, it's become much quicker. Uh, and then, you know, I think just where grapes are being grown. Traditionally, you know, grapes were grown up along Lake Erie and down along the Ohio River. Um, the interesting thing was, in Worcester, there's an agricultural research station at OARDC, and they've had a research plot of vineyard there for over 100 years, so you could look at what they were doing there and say, well, that that's only 30 miles away. We can probably grow some of those things here, and that's ultimately what they did.
1: Okay, that was a good point of uh, reference. That's important. So a lot of
2: what they were planting down there were things that were, they were hybrids, so they were more hardy, winter hardy, less, more disease resistant, Mm -hmm. things that were going to, were guaranteed, they were, not guaranteed, but they were going to produce a crop consistently.
1: So were you one of the first vineyards then in this area?
2: Uh, Interestingly enough, there was another winery on the opposite side of Akron, um, on 224, that was open about the same, about the same time, Um, that was open a number of years, and it closed about the time, about the time that I started working here. Um, I think it was called Portage Hills, Okay. and the building's still there, the original vineyards are still kind of etched in the landscape over there. But uh, So there were two wineries in Summit County for a number of years, and of course Wolf Creek has been able to continue. Um,
1: right, I've been coming here forever, so before <laughs> all the other vineyards sort of <laughs> cropped up, and now there are, uh, how many vineyards are in the area now, do you know?
2: Quite. Sounds like quite a few. <laughs> just on the just on the canal corridor, mm-hmm. and it's been a few years since I've counted. There's probably 25 or 30 wineries just wow. from Akron, mm-hmm. North Northern Summit County, yeah. all the way down to Tuscarawas County. That's so a fun
1: heritage to be the first of two, yeah. though. You know, yeah. that's that's pretty impressive.
2: Um, so you know, w- they were kind of the right place, at the right time, with the right idea. Um, I, I still wish they would have planted some hops and done that, but you know, that's, that's a whole <laughs> different. It's story. never too late. Never <laughs> t- yeah, I'll help had, you <laughs> if
1: you name a girl. beer after me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So
0: Andy Weinberg had started the winery originally, and then you said there was one over there about the time that you started, and when was that?
2: I have been here at Wolf Creek for 20, 20 plus years, about 21 years. And um, how did you get started? How did I get started? Well, my, my whole focus as far as my education and what I wanted to do career-wise was, um, it, was it was really two, twofold. One, it was value, value-added agriculture. I came out of Ohio State knowing I wanted to make something you know, whether it was goat cheese or beer or something where we create a raw material and turn it into a product that we can sell. So there was that little kernel kind of growing in my mind. And then the other part of that was I had been growing grapes since I was really little, sort of as a 4-H project. And then I was the 8th grade kid trying to make wine. And, you know, in high school I was trying to do other things that were a little... So you were popular. <laughs> yeah, well... My, you got invited to making, all the parties. Yeah, my wine making skills improved over the years considerably. <laughs> but... Uh, so, you know, I went to Ohio State knowing, or, you know, eventually knowing this is kind of what I wanted to go into, and I met um, Andy and Hart Weinberg at the Ohio Wine Conference, which is usually in February, and that was about 25 years ago, and um, I was, my, my plans were to go to California. You know, I got into grad school. I had found a job out there, and I was heading out there, and um, they said, well, hey, why don't you come work for us for summer? It'll look really good on your resume,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's one
2: of those things where, you know, I, I never I've been to California since then, but never, never made it out there in a professional sense. So, so well, I started out. Well, the weather out. here is much better. Oh so yeah, I feel yeah, like you yeah, made a good choice. <laughs> I, for, I, I don't really like snow, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it. Um, but in the interim, you know, it was. I, I knew we wanted to have our own place, mm-hmm. and going to California and visiting Napa and Sonoma and Mendocino, you know the. Price of land is a little, little, little higher there. It's a little, oh, yeah. a little higher there. <laughs> uh, that is truly the advantage and, of this and, area. Is and, the and my family something. had been farming in the Wayne County, Southern Summit County area for for generations, and it was kind of well, why don't we try it here? And um, I I started working the vineyards here, so I was pretty much the vineyard manager for maybe three years, and I had told Hart and Andy, just teach me everything. I want to know how the cellar works. Just tell me stuff about the tasting room. You I, I want to know how everything worked. And so um, maybe four or five years into it, um, a few things happened. Um, Andy and Hart split up, and then Andy passed away. And the, the family, um, Melvin and Harriet, you know, they wanted to maintain it as a winery. But the family, the, the, the kids and, and, and grandkids were spread all over the country, and nobody really had the ability to come back and run the business. So um, we were asked if we'd be interested in taking on the business and then seeing what we could do with it. So. Um, so that was in 2002 that we took over the business.
1: So this is 15 years for you. Then. Wow! Yeah, that's great. That's impressive.
0: So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know that that's some great history about Wolf Creek, definitely. And uh, I think that now we're ready to kind of go outside and check some things out there, right? Right, Chad? Yeah, yeah. Can right, we drink out it. there too? So, yeah, so. let's go. Well, we're, we're back, back here at the winery, and uh, as you can uh, maybe see, I don't know if Chris put this in yet, <laughs> the uh, dogs are out, because we are at Yappy Hours, and Yappy Hours are uh, every Tuesday this summer, right? Yep. And yep. they take place from 5 to 8 p.m.? I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think it's from 5 to 8, so you can uh, bring your dog out to the winery, which is super cool. Uh, there's some uh, yard out here, and they always have some cool charities, right? So, do you know of any that are coming this summer?
2: Uh, well, I know Mercy's Door. Um, Mercy's Door. I know there's a couple of other pet, pet rescue. Shelters and, and and whatnot here in the area that we we've worked with over the years, um, you know, really it's for for us it's about a variety. It's about getting exposure to these different organizations that can come in, and and some of them will have pets for adoption. Some of them are just you know raising money for pet medication or, or whatever you know whatever their particular cause is so there's a variety of organizations that we do with the happy hours. And there's an absolutely
1: beautiful dog that i just pet over there that it's up for adoption this what is amazing th- what was the
0: name did you, did you no, get the I name <laughs> <I just> <laughs> <said> <laughs> it was gator uh, gator I, oh uh, yeah
1: gator i uh, yeah. yeah. i was gonna name him Very after a wine ball. you know that would make <laughs> <You> sense <know. laughs> Maybe we need a <laughs> name Bordeaux. Gator. wine there gator yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all you gotta do that's
0: <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> So in addition to Yappy Hour, I know there's some other events that have taken place and maybe plan to take place again, right? Like with right. the Goat Derby that I know of every year, right. which is the hugest one, right, that you have? Yeah, the goat, goat
2: Derby's. it has grown into the largest event that we do um, on an annual basis. It, I think the first year we did it, we maybe had 10 or 15 people that were in the tasting room, and I said, hey, come out, we're going to race the goats. And kind of <laughs> looked at me funny. Yes. And then every year it's, it's, it's doubled. Or even tripled, um, and even this year with with kind of some cool wet weather, you know, we still had a very nice crowd. Um, but but basically, we, we do it on Derby Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the goats get a number, and that corresponds to a bucket, and each one of those buckets goes to a different pet charity or a different charity. And so you're not so much betting as you were making a donation, and then whichever goat wins that race, we we put another hundred dollars in their bucket. So how so do you get a goat to
1: run? Is there the like goat an goat impetus? Is there a carrot, or, <laughs> or is it like a slap there, on the butt or what
2: <laughs> there is a bucket of grain okay. at the top of the hill so mm-hmm. we always have a couple we always find a couple of volunteers um usually they're small and they'll shake the buckets and the, the goats just know instinctively they've done it so many times and usually they have one or two that are the leaders and the rest of them just kind of wander off into the, into the
1: crowd <laughs> that would be me if i were a goat yeah, those, those <laughs> are, yeah they, i don't know what's happening
2: where's the, goat, the wine the goats with adhd <laughs> yeah are, but um and then usually my daughter will get we'll get a group of sort of teenagers to kind of run with them and be sure they're kind of going the right direction. But, um, you know, again, I think we've done it five or six years here um, and it just it grows a little bit every year. You know, we do it on Derby Day. So we always have mint juleps and, Ooh, you know, hats. People can, Are people there wear hats? That. People wear their hats. Yeah. and We <laughs> give out prizes for hats. It's <laughs> a and total shame. Yes, yeah, totally. yeah, I want to. Yeah, I have a hat for you know, everything. It's That's awesome. It, it's a great event. And it's, um, you know, it's it's for <laughs> some worthy causes. Um, and then we always start out with our, our adult Easter egg hunts, so usually the Ooh, weeks before that. Ooh, what's in oh. the Easter egg? That's my favorite <laughs> point, <Yeah. laughs> Um All sorts of, uh, I don't want to say adult-oriented things.
1: <laughs> wow, in, is is way, yeah.
2: Yeah. In, in a way, In yeah. yeah, no a way, in a way.
1: Okay, I gotta um, check that out. That sounds good. <laughs> and If you've never
0: been to an adult Easter egg hunt, it is I the have craziest <laughs> thing that you ever see. Wow, have, no, wait,
1: what is this? Is this on Easter? I mean...
0: There isn't one on to. Easter, but there we, we have five like this year, right? Yeah, we usually do it like the Saturdays and Sundays prior to mm-hmm. Easter. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think they sell, sell 50, 50 tickets, and 50 adults, adults come out. Oh, is it competitive? Yeah, the, yeah. And yeah. No, is this
1: after we have had several glasses of wine? Yes, yes. Okay, yes, this definitely. is getting good. And we all start yeah. up on
0: the deck, <laughs> and then uh, somebody <laughs> normally Jen will just. Yeah, go, go down and they everybody runs, runs down, down the hill look down and looks for the eggs. And there's a golden egg. There right? is a golden
2: egg, oh, and and the golden egg survived the catastrophe next door, which we can talk about. Perfect. Oh, that's really which is, cool. So another miracle. I'm yeah. gonna bring my
1: friends, and there's probably gonna be a girl fight. So yeah. I'm I'll, just saying, because we get our elbows in, you know, we're like competitive. <laughs> you will never seen
0: so many middle-aged old ladies run down a hill
2: before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> the the best part about it is watching people not the best part they they slide it's a good good part part.
1: (laughs) 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 oh my gosh now what do you wear to this can you wear like a crisp yellow Easter dress and then slide down the hill yeah Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do Mm -hmm. definitely boots okay this is good I'm coming to that that's amazing I didn't know about this let's go check out that (laughs) hill over there okay (laughs) let's (laughs) test it out you you slide down so we're now at the overlook here this is the goat overlook though the goat deck the goat deck I'm sorry yes And there are three goats behind us whose names are?
2: Zelda, Clover, and Peanut.
1: Did you name the goats?
2: Uh, Peanut I named. The others were named by my children.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Those are good names. You know, you could uh, you you may, you may have uh, had a contest. You know, you could give people like three to four glasses of wine and ask for names. We, that, we thought about nice. that, and, and
2: <laughs> I, I think we we tried that once, and we got some pretty obscene names, <laughs> and decided oh, oh no. that wasn't probably wasn't okay, the yeah, best, best idea we had. These are more <laughs> Yeah, right? we need some family-friendly names, but uh. So peanut was first, right?
0: And how peanut, did you acquire her?
2: Well, uh, probably 15, 16 years ago, I had this idea. Let's let's make goat cheese at the winery. And uh, so we started buying some goats and, and we've always had one or two goats but we started accumulating goats and buying equipment and all this and then um, I realized how much work making goat cheese was <laughs> uh, decided not an easy venture yeah, huh? I'm gonna buy my goat cheese from somebody else but we'll keep the goats so we kept a few of the goats and peanut was one of those goats that had a great personality and, and they all have personalities they're they're like children <laughs> so she's she's been around for quite a while and
1: did you have any successful goat cheese or was it just we like
2: we made some successful goat cheese but it was it was just the hours and it mm-hmm. didn't mesh well with you know, what our, our core business basically you know there's, right. a, there's a certain cycle that we follow from planting vines to harvesting to bottling mm-hmm. to all that and it just didn't really mesh with what we mm-hmm. were doing and
1: I do agree that there's not much that is better with wine than goat cheese oh the Absolutely. best. Right? You had
2: Absolutely. goat cheese with
0: wine, Shane? Of
1: course. I love goat cheese. I'm <laughs> oh, crazy okay. about it. Well, I, just I just had goat to make cheese sure for lunch. I'll have you know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. there
0: you go, mm-hmm. folks. Okay. So, yeah. in addition to the goats, there's also two alpacas in this enclosure, typically. Yeah. right? And that, those are Ellie's one. What's the other one? Monty. Monty.
2: And they like to spit at you, I know from <laughs> they really experience. Do
0: that. yeah.
2: <laughs> they, they have a few habits that are uh, <laughs> let's just say pronounced. And, that, that <laughs> and how long have you that. had them for? Uh, we've had them two summers now out here and um, we, we had a neighbor at the winery in Worcester who had he had them in with his dairy cows which I'm not sure how that happens but <laughs> decided that his dairy cows didn't like them and they needed a new home so we said well we'll, we'll give them a new home. So, oh, so then they came here. So they came here and they've been entertaining boys and girls and
0: Yeah I mean th- this the tech is always a huge uh... Uh, I don't want to say spectacle, but, like, there's tons of people (laughs) that come over here just for the goats. Like, the kids love the goats here. We've got goat crackers inside for sale, and there's always people down here in the The, summer. The goat selfies. Yeah, people take goats. There's a selfie shelf right here.
1: Is there a name for that? Like, a gelfie? You oh my gosh, I mean, we should
0: start oh, using yeah, that. <laughs> name.
1: We
2: need to change the <laughs> sign. Take a Gelfie. The Gelfie, Gelfie Shelf.
0: Yeah,
1: Gelfie <laughs> Shelfie. Okay. Oh my gosh. And so, but behind us, I would I would argue it might be called a spectacle because there is a goat teeter-totter. Yes. There is. And is that actually utilized? Is there ever a goat on both sides? Not I'll on both sides. Because i would lose my mind if I came here to drink wine and <laughs> saw that.
2: No. I'd
1: pretty much lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mind blown.
2: Uh, <laughs> usually not. Sometimes okay. there is a... a a small uh, small child that's stumbled into the enclosure or <laughs> a person that's had too many, too many glasses of like wine. Like Shane would I'm probably end up in I'm getting ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the whole goat contraption out here, you yeah. know, my, my daughter pushed me for years to build one, and then we sort of have an arms race going on with a couple other wineries. You built
1: that in your free time?
2: Yeah, we, we built that in our free time. But that is uh, a, 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 my kid's swing set and numerous other okay. bits and pieces we've cobbled together. Um, there's a couple other wineries that have goats that, you know, we try to outdo each other each year. <laughs> now this year I got a little lazy and didn't add anything to it, but, Ooh, but it's always... Uh, yeah, I've been slacking a little <laughs>
1: They're bit. They're gonna come over and gloat. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> the goat <laughs> They're gonna the come over and gloat. go, <laughs> 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 Anyway. So, um... So the goats, yeah. What else?
0: <laughs> well, there's been Unless many other animals here right over the years because there's a uh, uh, some pictures inside when you first walk in on the left. And I don't really know a lot about that, but
2: Oh, we've had potbelly pigs and uh, Those are fun. Yeah, boy, what else do we have here? Chickens? Yeah, we did have Chris, some chickens there's a for a goat while. On deck, look. Um, I I still want to get a camel out here, but I keep getting shot down on that one. So What? what yeah,
1: that sounds expensive to feed. Or do they just eat grass? I, I mean, there's,
2: do there's people a lot animal, right? That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, Jen's camel. got a camel living next to her house over in China. What? Really? Well, yeah. Oh I my gosh.
0: We yeah. have to get a camel. That's awesome. Can you imagine? Like, people will come for the camel. Just like goats. I it would. Goes. Especially yeah.
1: if I could ride the camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could do that. We could have camel rides. And, yeah. You know, okay. That sounds camel. good. It's <laughs> a good plan.
0: It could be a happy camel. A winery camel. A winery camel. You heard it here first. <laughs> so, uh, I think we're going to go kind of talk about something else that happened recently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the goats, goats are great, and they're really fun, and you should come out to visit them. Absolutely. So we are back in the winery now, and I think that Andy's got some wine out for us to try. I do.
2: I do. So I grabbed out of the cooler a couple of wines that are sort of near and dear to my heart, um, but there are also wines that we produce from either Grapes We Grow or, in the case of the apple wine, they're from Geig's Orchard over in Seville. Mm-hmm. so we have always tried to grow the majority of our fruit now some years it's not something that we can do um, I was talking to you guys a little a bit off-camera about you know the winter we had four years ago and we lost a lot of vineyard we had a lot of damage to our fruit trees so we're still recovering from that and that was a a major loss for our sort of produ- productive capacity. Is that
1: that wicked winter? yeah it okay. was that wicked winter oh, no. and
2: then we had a winter after that that didn't really help the recovery process mm-hmm. so in the interim you know we we've still have we've got blocks of vineyard that go back to 1983 that we're still harvesting grapes off of. Um, so we've replanted some some things and we've gone back to some of those varieties that we had many years ago and planted more of those things. So there's kind of been a process we've been going through and this was this will hopefully be probably one of the first years where we, we're getting back to that, that normal crop level where we, we can produce at least half of all our, our grapes that we need or, and hopefully more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that we've always sort of been focused on here. And really both wineries is, is growing as much of our, our fruit as we possibly can, um, which is, you know, not, not all the wineries in, in Ohio grow anything. So, uh, But it's something we pride ourselves on. So, and do
1: you harvest all the grapes by hand, or is there a machine?
2: Uh, well, interestingly enough, last year we, we actually purchased a machine to harvest grapes. Okay. So for 30-some years we had... We were hand picking grapes. So people would come in, right? People would come in, yeah. we would hire people. And uh, mm-hmm. what, what's really happened is, you know, as the economy changes and what people do for work changes, just finding people to, to do it in a timely manner was becoming more and more difficult. Um, in Wayne County, I could find Amish, Amish to go out <laughs> and pick, and, and mm-hmm. that wasn't an issue. But up here in Akron, it was just, it had become a, a real struggle for us to find a uh, consistent.
1: And I've seen these machines. I did a photo shoot at a vineyard, and um, I, they, they got theirs, I think, from Italy. I mean, yeah. it was, like, warning, like, written in, in, in Italian on the back. And is that is that ours, the same case? or is, ours or is, is local? actually
2: French, so. French. Okay, you know, there you go. You know, okay, so similar. You know, but it's but really uh, neat
1: how it works. That yeah. It just kind of goes down the scent straddles, like, the center. Right. And then, I mean, it's really weird to watch it run through, and suddenly they're, like, empty. Yeah, it's, yep.
2: it's, a, really, it's a really cool process. It normally would take us uh, maybe three or four days to pick a block of a vineyard and I could go through and by how, myself. How just, big is a block? A uh, block anywhere comes. from an acre, an acre and a half. Okay. So, and usually our pickers are very diligent about picking ripe grapes and, and picking out the rotten grapes and, and doing that. Um, so, what we've had to do with the machine is we have to go through and kind of clean that up before we run through the machine because the machine takes about an hour to do right. what would take a couple of days to do. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. And it's, it's just, it's, just
1: it's, it's mind boggling yeah, to watch it, these it, things work. It's really work. neat. It's crazy.
2: Um, I think on my Instagram and uh, probably the winery Instagram there's a video of our machine working last mm-hmm. year and It just it just looks like this machine it's kind of gliding over the row and you see it kind of vibrating a little bit but it, it literally yeah. just shatters all the berries off so what
1: happens when your French machine breaks down <laughs>
2: uh, you need to find a French repairman, yeah, French repairman. <laughs> uh-huh. somebody speaks with an accent uh-huh. um,
1: <laughs> you can pretend and yeah, yeah can, come I in I, and, like yeah. I probably I, shouldn't uh, no
2: I always have that uh, farm boy mentality you know if it breaks you can fix it so yeah you know, well, to find a way because some things i'm you're sure you're not gonna find parts <laughs> for it <That's> no <laughs> so interesting um, that, that's just that's one of those things about working in a winery is you got to be able to fix stuff on the fly and carrie mm-hmm. will tell you that you know the bottling line is italian here you know the bottling line is a pretty cool piece of equipment when it works right sometimes you know a little bubble gum and you know paper clip and <laughs> we macgyver yeah wonders what it macgyver action awesome. yeah things but but uh, you know you just have to be able to work kind of sometimes mm-hmm. you know, with what you got so right you could always <laughs> go
1: back and temporarily hand pick if you uh, had to but yeah, that probably that's be probably painful so uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hard
2: after machine picking but, but yeah so that that's been a, a great piece of equipment and mm-hmm. um, it's it's ultimately going to help us expand our vineyards i imagine you we know, be mm-hmm. able to 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 grow more grapes you know for our product and for things that we want to do that's great so So tell us what you
1: have here i'm so excited
2: (laughs) so i brought out three wines like i said a little bit ago that that you know have some sort of meeting um is a wine that we've been producing since the very beginning um is the name of the grape and you know even 20 years ago there were a lot of wineries growing this grape and most of them have gone away because the grapes the clusters are very small and you just get a few tablespoons of juice out of each cluster and they're very shy producers But it produces a very unique wine. Um, It it tends to have sort of a honey, um, sort of an orange blossom character to it. Um, It tends to be a little higher in acid. Um, So we always leave a little bit of residual sugar. And and that's one of the hallmarks of what, although this is a a pretty uh, hefty pour I'm giving us here. Yeah, there's a lot. Like Um, that
1: noise, that subtle noise of the wine pouring. I don't know if you picked that up. So here, cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. (laughs)
2: So it always has that kind of honey and, and pineapple kind of character to it, tropical, a lot of tropical fruit character. Um, That's really nice. In sort of the wetter coolers years, it's it's maybe not as intense as when we have a hot dry year where it you get a lot more of that honey character. And this is one of the few grapes um, that regularly gets infected with what's called botrytis, um, which helps concentrate the... So if you ever heard of Sautern, which is made in France, it's the same type of, of sort of biological interaction you get this this fungus that grows in the grapes it, it concentrates all the sugar concentrates the flavors and this grape every year always has a, a either anywhere from one to fifty percent of it gets infected with this so it helps concentrate those sugars so we've had some years uh, 1999 uh, 2005 uh, 2012 where I mean it, it literally looked like honey coming out of the press and it ultimately it tastes like honey but you get a very small quantity because the, the that fungus is kind of drying out those grapes along the way so yeah that was gonna be my question
1: like how can you tell when it's infected it's almost like all natural honey or ice wine you know it's (laughs) it's
2: pretty cool but uh but we're still committed to this variety i mean they grow a lot of it in missouri um a little bit in the finger lakes still um you know and it it, it's just it's a it's a fascinating variety it's It's a really
1: unique taste yeah i really enjoy that it's good
2: um we've tried to make it sweeter we tried to make it drier and this is kind of the style that i think works consistently for us so
1: it's not too sweet and i would know because i don't go for too sweet cheers it's lovely it's hard work today on the on the uh, spoils of akron podcast (laughs) somebody's got to do it gosh yeah (laughs) this is rough (laughs)
2: all right this is my dinner by the way
1: Mine too, mm-hmm. yeah so. me too <laughs> cheers bikini <laughs> <At least> season I'll <laughs> agree on that wow yum I really like that so well, tell me about the legs tell me about what you're doing what are you looking, what are you seeing
2: um, <laughs> I mean it really it's it's more that the color of the wine to me it's got a real sort of straw color um which again is indicative of a. um uh, <laughs> I'd say uh, you know it's it's a hot year mm-hmm. um you know, whereas the apple wine and some of the other white ones are going to be a little bit a little bit cleaner, a little bit clearer, mm-hmm. um, a little bit lighter in color, um, this always picks up a lot of color. And it, again, it's the great variety, but again, it was the year. I mean, last year wasn't the hottest year, but it wasn't the coolest year either, so mm-hmm. the color's decent. Um, you know, it just depends. And as far as the legs go, I mean, that's, that's kind of a complex interaction between, you know, the alcohol and glycerol and some other things that are in, in the wine. You know, there's thousands of compounds you know in a in a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of things going on there that that, have, that create those those legs in the glass so it's so complicated it's, it's like complicated. a relationship with the
1: glass of wine yeah. you right. know it's kind of a long story yeah.
2: It's one of those <laughs> things you, further into the bottle you get the more you can contemplate the <laughs> or not well, yeah, or right, you're like this right. one's oriented. really good too yeah. i love it it's really good <laughs> all
1: right oh, we have to finish this oh oh i'm sorry oh my gosh yeah, how so embarrassing we keep
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> planning
0: so what's the next one you have okay. for us?
2: So we'll do the apple wine. Original Sin uh, is a wine that's, that hasn't been made here that long, but we've been selling it for probably 25 years. Um, Andy Weinberg had a brother named Mike, and Mike had a winery down in Mount Vernon, and he also had an orchard, and his specialty was apple wines. So Ooh. he would use different apple varieties, different blends, different things to, to produce his, his apple wine, and he would always make a batch of apple wine for his brother here at Wolf Creek and uh, probably 15, 20 years ago he got out of the business so then I had to sort of hunt around for apples and, and we've gone far afield, you know, to find apples. But then uh, probably four years ago, maybe three years ago, um, I started purchasing apples from Geig's um, over in Seville. It was about nine miles away as a crow flies. Um, and we've kind of worked on some blends there with them to, to come up with something that's gonna make, you know, a nice apple wine. Um, and apple wine's a little bit different than say a cider um, a cider is usually just the cider out of the press, and then it ferments. Mm-hmm. So you're maybe going to get six, maybe seven percent alcohol. Whereas the apple wine, we'll actually fortify it. So we'll put either cane sugar or apple juice concentrated in it to get it up to where it's going to be ten or twelve percent alcohol somewhere in that to, to make it truly a wine. So.
1: So can you drink this in the fall and like mix it with like the things you would mix with like, like a spice cider, or is that sacrilege? Uh,
2: is that okay? I always say you drink it however <laughs> you like. I am not. <laughs> I am not that kind of well, a. It's called a Original Sin, so yeah, you know. I am know. Not that kind of a I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, here yeah. cheers. Cheers again. So, this is usually made with a lot of um, Granny Smith apples and other tart Ooh. apple varieties. No, it
1: is tart. Ooh, I like that. Do you? I do. I like it tart, good. yeah. hmm, that's good. You
2: know, it has that nice sort of, uh, I don't know, it's almost like a yellow, delicious sort of finish.
1: Are they all um, green apples?
2: Uh, when they press them, they're not actually green. It's just the the acidity in the apples. The different varieties is going to be a little bit different. Okay. So we try to get a blend of apples that's a little higher in acid because um, you want that acid to kind of give give the wine um, a little zing, a little pop. Mm-hmm. And if we're just using, say, like a Red Delicious or a really sweet apple, this is going to kind of be flat on your palate. Yeah. and okay. Not be not be that good. Yeah, so. I prefer
1: this. This is good. Do I like, you like it. That? Yeah, tart. Good.
2: Um, be good with
1: goat cheese. <laughs>
2: yeah but that's just it. it it's good with food mm-hmm. and you wanted to kind of you know and there's a little mm. bit of sweetness to it so you want that 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 tartness and that sweetness to balance
1: oh i really like that
2: yeah. and i didn't Yum. pour your glass completely full this time too. thank goodness
0: darn it i wouldn't have been able to leave after <laughs> I have to hang out for a while
1: <laughs> all right i can interview on the floor <laughs> you know it's fine right <laughs> Finish your sentences. It might be interesting. Could you, we yeah, could. That really would be could. a fun episode.
0: Yeah,
2: All right. So this one, we're almost, <laughs> we're at the end of this one's. Uh, now come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? What is this
1: here? Okay.
2: So this is a wine. There's a few bottles left in the in the cooler. <laughs> what does this mean
0: when you do this? So I, I do just, this. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't. Looking at the way that it
2: sticks to the side. Oh, of is that what you Well, what meant? I'm Isn't what I'm also doing is I'm aerating it. So when I'm doing this... I was wondering what it, that meant. It also I should probably know. I haven't, haven't had many glasses because like I, I can do it like <laughs> that. Usually I put it on the table and do it like that. Okay. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's
1: aerated. Yeah, it's aerated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you got to suck it out of your shirt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, you can, yeah. You get a nice, like, whiff when you do that. That is interesting.
2: So this is from a block of grapes that... I think I said earlier it was planted in 1983, so this is the oldest block of grapes we have on the property. Um, it's a, a variety called Leon Mio, which is a it's a excuse me it's a French hybrid. Um, it's it's pretty bulletproof in this climate. It'll survive winters. It'll survive plagues of locusts and pestilence and a lot of other fun stuff. Um, but we've always made this wine called Nouveau, and Usually it's it's picked uh, say the end of August first week of September it's put in the bottle before the middle of uh, November so this is a pretty quick quick wine to make um, we try to release it get it out for you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and then you know sell out of it but the grapes were really ripe last year so this particular nouveau I think is aging a little bit better than it normally does so it's usually a, a light fruity white wine that you're gonna or a red wine that you're gonna chill which is again unusual it doesn't see the inside Ooh. of a barrel or anything. Um, That's nice good for with the summer. And ham and yeah. That kind of stuff. So mm. there's still a few bottles left, so it's just kind of an interesting little treat that we have um, to try on a on a warm summer day. Um, you know, most red wines you're not going to chill. You know. I like that because I while.
1: prefer red wine, but I don't drink it in the summer because it's yeah. you know not chilled. And so. it's almost dry.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not. There's it's really good. One and a half percent residual sugar, so it's mm-hmm. not like a sweet wine. Yeah. Um, it's got a little little sugar left to to kind of balance with the acidity, but. Um, yeah, it was just just something unusual to try, and we've been making this for over 20 years. This particular so it's lobby.
1: named nouveau, but it's from your oldest grapes.
2: Nouveau, so nouveau yeah. is a it's a French tradition, mm-hmm. uh, and in the Beaujolais region of France, mm-hmm. they I, I, it's probably by law they're they're allowed to produce this this crop, um, vinify it, put it in a bottle before the third Thursday in November, and then they can sell it. And so, and whereas specific. Bordeaux, like Bordeaux <laughs> wine has to be in a barrel for a couple of years mm-hmm. or Burgundy or wherever, you know, there's, so there's all these rules. Um, so the Nouveau Beaujolais, you know, there's this, used to be this big race about how they can get it distributed around the world, you know, quickly. Like it was a, uh. it, was a it was really a PR kind of thing that, that, that they would, they would do. Um, so the original owners, um, they had a, a young woman working here uh, before I worked here who was from Champagne and she said, well, why don't we make, why don't we make Nouveau? You know, we can release it whenever we want. We don't have any rule. There's no rules to, to any of this. So uh-huh. so they started making, you know, they make 25 or 30 cases a year and just give it to friends or mm-hmm. family, and they'd sell a few in the tasting room. And, and we've kind of continued that tradition. It's not something we produce millions of cases of, but it's something fun and so you this know. is
1: special that we're getting to sample this. It this is, is awesome. I love it's it. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> so can I purchase that if I walk through the doors up? Yeah, there's still oh, a I few can.
2: bottles up there. I didn't count how many bottles are left. But there's <laughs> well, there's not that many. There, there might not, not be many, many after I leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. All right.
0: Well, thank you for sharing this tasting with us. And uh, let's go down to the last part of our little tour today, I think. Uh, now we've moved down to, uh, I'm sure by now everyone's probably heard of the recent explosion at Wolf Creek. Um, Andy, do you kind of want to just take the lead on this one and tell us <laughs> kind of what's going on?
2: Uh, about two weeks ago, um, we, we, uh, we had an explosion here at the, 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 sort of northeast corner of the building here. Um, the distillery was in the lower level, our, our great room, which had been open for, since 1995, uh, was, was part of that as well as some offices and some storage rooms. Um, the, the still wasn't actually operating that morning, but I had come in and turned some things on to, to get things heated up. And, um, we, we think there was a gas leak, um, in the building. Um, they were not really able to determine exactly what was going on and it'll probably remain that way indefinitely. But, um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so lucky that, I'm, I'm lucky that I wasn't here, but I'm lucky that nobody else was here. Um, just, you know, it was really early in the morning and, um, our cleaning person wasn't here and Jenny hadn't come into the office yet. So, um, so, you know, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm counting my blessings and just, you know, it really makes, I've really reflected a lot the last two right. weeks about what's, what's happened. So, um, so, you know, at this point, um, we, we lost 90% of our brandy that we'd been producing. Um, it was five years of work. Um, kind of building up to this, and we were hoping to kind of push some things out in the state stores this summer. Because um, the
0: distillery opened when
2: last the year? distillery opened last summer, and we were doing tastings for a few months, and then we started doing bottle sales um, later in the summer, and then we were doing some cocktails and some cocktail classes and things things like that. And really, we we just wanted to create a buzz about you know what was going on here, and and as we kind of worked on sort of refining what we were making, and and again building up our inventory to the point where we felt like we could sort of push that product out beyond just what we were selling here and and that was the goal um you know and we were using excess grapes that we were producing in the vineyard and and you know again it was just it was another value-added product it was another layer um you know and and on top of that you know we had the great room which was the upper level here and you know it had been open since 1995 and you know it was um a place where you know families gathered and there were birthday parties and wedding showers and rehearsal dinners and there was just stuff constantly happening in that room so there's a lot of a lot of life events happened here and uh you know and we've lost that and um you know now we're we're kind of in that mode of right now it's it's what do we lose you know we're still assessing that and then you know hopefully soon we can start talking about what are we going to replace it with and you know we, we're going to rebuild it somehow we just we just don't know what that's going to look like or how long it's going to take and and
1: even in the product i mean the product that you produce those barrels of brandy it's not just like a commodity it's your right. passion and that was right. like what your love and the thing that you had committed yourself to and right. i'm sure you had a lot of excitement built you know behind that as well so that's that's a that's a difficult loss i can imagine as a as a creator like as a person that creates myself you know that's where i put my love and my time and so that would be That would be hard to see this is hard this is hard to see you know and i'm sure that um
2: my my sister yeah yeah, i I was talking with my sister the other day and and you know in our conversation i mean it is it is heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because it was one or two days a week for five years that her and i you know and she's kind of been my co-collaborator on on the distillery part of things and you know, we put a lot of time and energy into yeah. it, and it's just, in a few seconds, it's just gone. Right.
1: I'm sure you discussed the and taste and the process yeah. and the ingredients and the, the sourcing. And, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that right. kind of process that people don't realize. So.
2: And, and with craft distilling, um, you know, it's something that, that Andy Weinberg, the original owner, um, him and I had had a couple of conversations 25 years ago about, I'd always like to make brandy. And we had always talked about it. We had visited. I mean, even before he passed away, we had talked. We had gone to a couple of distilleries up in the Finger Lakes and and met with some people. And you know, I'd always kind of been that back burner project. And mm-hmm. you know, we were we were working towards that goal. So it was
1: like your passion project right. realized, and then now you're starting right. over. Yeah.
2: And uh, so, you know, we'll we'll pick up the pieces and and try to put things back together as best we can. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, again, the and the big thing was nobody was hurt. Right. Um know it's it's stuff it is heartbreaking it's you know it, it was a lot of there were a lot of things that we're never mm. going to replace you know our our photo archives were in there oh. um, our wine library was in there so mm-hmm. there were bottles of wine going back to the beginning of the winery that were lost there's just oh. things like that 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 um yeah you know again nobody was hurt but those, right. those are things we won't be able to re- exactly. won't ever be able to replace. Do you so. think you're
1: gonna start you think you're gonna go for the like producing brandy again? Or are you just kinda waiting to kind of see how?
2: I'm I'm gonna give it a few months and see how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been working with a um, another guy down in Worcester and we're partners on a distillery in Worcester. Um, it's just called Minglewood, uh, Minglewood distilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've been working on that for about two years and, and our, our plan was to open the week that we had the fire here. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know we're hoping that we can open that later in the summer and, and, and we'll just kind of see. I mean I'm- mm-hmm.
1: And I was saying like so I just walked through the winery and, and into the, your production sort of f- facilities in the in the bottom here and everything is so pristine and sterile. And to walk through that and then to look upon this, you know, I can feel like, the the commitment to quality that you had and how, you know, the the juxtaposition here of of what you see in front of you. But I have all the faith that you'll rebuild (laughs) and restart because I'm a positive person (laughs) and, you you know, (laughs) I do. And I think, you know, you never know what what arises out of these situations, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for this, this, you know, the loss you experienced in in the, you know, it's terrible.
0: Definitely. Well, uh, thank you for being on Andy and talking all about this. You know, the important thing is obviously an homeless hurt, and um, all of this is rebuildable, Amen. right? Amen. So, uh, you know, visit the uh, winery at Wolf Creek. We're open seven days a week, uh, noon to ten Monday through Thursday, and then uh, noon to eleven on the weekend. Very so, good. come out and see us. And uh, you know, um, this the rentals are still happening in a tent across or uh, that we built or. Port-a-concrete yeah, pad, lawn, yeah. so uh, we could, we're still having events here and all that fun stuff, and so still contact the winery. and yeah, we've, um,
2: got a, we've got a farm-to-table event July 13th, and then uh, we're working on the planning of our, our pumpkin roll. We're going to roll pumpkins down the hill this fall. <laughs> Another pumpkin fun roll. Riser. So that'll, that'll be a fun Let's
1: come. I can dress you like a pumpkin yeah, and roll we'll, you down, we'll the roll down the hill. <laughs> 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 we'll roll do down the hill. Well, thank you guys for watching
0: the 92nd, Chris, 93rd. 92. 90 s- I think we close think we're 100. at 92 episode of uh, the Sports of Akron podcast. Uh, we're so excited that we got to come here today and talk to you. So thank My you pleasure. very much. My and as always, keep, keep it, it in an Akron, Akron Day. day.